All right, so moving on, one of the questions, Tammy, that comes up a lot in the mortgage industry. So I think most people that listen to the show regularly know that I'm a mortgage professional. I've been I've been doing this for over 20 years. And a question that comes up a lot when people start to do a loan, whether it's a refinance or a purchase, is how do I secure the interest rate? Mm-hmm. When should I secure the interest rate? You know, we call it locking the rate. Mm-hmm. So you can either lock the rate or you can float the rate. So that's kind of the question. What I want to talk about for the remainder of this segment is mm-hmm. locking versus floating your mortgage rate. When's it good? When's it bad? Yeah. So I guess, so how often do you get asked on that daily basis, should I lock or float? <laughs> Just curious. Well, I get asked pretty much daily. I mean, right. I, every time we every time we talk to a borrower, and most borrowers, I'd say 90, 95% of people that do, you know, the go get a mortgage We'll take direction from their loan officer on when to lock or when to float. Mm -hmm. Well, you're definitely, you have more of a pulse and all of that. That's for sure. So I guess when a, when a person submits a home loan application, I mean, you're going to be asking them if, if you want to lock in your mortgage rate or float the rate and let's just get down to what that actually means. All right. So what that means. So let's say, let's take it as a purchase loan Okay. and let's say you're going to close in 45 days. Okay, so when we when you put in a loan application, the lender within three days has to send out a loan estimate to you from the point you put in a loan application. So at that point, within that three day period, they either have to lock in your interest rate or or float it and disclose to you that they're floating the rate, and then you can lock it sometime during the during that uh, during that forty five day window. Mm-hmm. So. If we lock the interest rate, what that means is we go ahead and reserve that rate. Okay, we're, we're locking in that rate with whatever investor the loan is going to be sold to. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, at, at Cornerstone Mortgage, we, we end up servicing about 60% of our loans. So it may the paper may get sold off to Fannie Mae. It may get sold off to Jenny Mae, and we retain the servicing. So we are reserving that with our own money. Okay, but there's an expense to us as a company – for locking in the interest rate. We I don't see. pass that expense on to the consumer, but once that rate is locked, then we are committed to those funds. Well, I guess that answers one of my questions is if it char- if you if there's a fee for locking a rate. So, many companies charge a fee or will charge an application fee. Mm-hmm. We do not charge it. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Well, that's good and, to know. And here is the benefit of locking an interest rate, Tammy, is it once once we lock in an interest rate and we lock it for a certain number of days, then your rate is secure. If rates mm-hmm. go up, your rate will not go up. What if they go down? If rates go down, your rate will not go down either. And, and here's the mentality that I would encourage most people to think is that you are rarely going to be able to, to buy a stock at the low and sell it at the high. It just doesn't happen. And, and you could sit there and second guess and, oh, I wish I would have bought it at this level and sold at this level. Locking an interest rate is the same way. There's mm-hmm. You have to make an educated guess, and nobody has a crystal ball to know exactly what interest rates are going to do. So you have to make an educated guess. It, it, are the risks in favor of going ahead and securing the rate or not? And mm-hmm. majority of the time, I'm going to encourage people to go ahead and secure the rate as soon as they start the transaction. And how long does a lock period last? Because I know you've mentioned that before is you got a so many days. How many days is that? So the lock period, we can lock loans in five-day increments, but as a general statement, the shorter the lock period, the better the interest rate. 
the longer the lock period, the higher the interest rate. Okay, so if let's say if if somebody's building a new home and they're it's not going to be complete for six months, we can do six month locks, but any lock that's ninety days or more is called a long term lock, and those do require a deposit from a from a customer to reserve that money. Okay, and those rates are going to be a decent amount higher if you do a six month lock than somebody doing a thirty day lock. Interesting. Okay, so the closer you get to closing, the better the interest rate. So on a new construction your odds are better to not lock and to wait. Mm-hmm. So you could basically figure as a, for new construction, you have three options. Either rates can go, you know, rates can go up, which means you lose if you don't lock rates can go, you know, rates can go down, which means you, you don't want to lock in now if rates end up going down or rates can stay the same. Mm-hmm. Well, if rates stay the same, you lose because if you can wait and get closer, closer to closing, then you're going to get a better interest rate. So what's um, what do you, people usually do? Do they usually lock the rate or do they float? Most people usually lock it. There's only mm-hmm. a few times that I'm going to encourage somebody not to lock the rate. So we've actually been in a pretty stable interest rate market over the last several months. But when the market is really volatile, there are times that I will I will tell somebody to go ahead and float the rate because we think that there's there's a high likelihood that rates are going to get slightly better over the next several days or at least the next several weeks, okay. depending on what economic indicator is coming out. So there's there's two major drivers of interest rates, Tammy. There's, there's technical analysis. Okay, and the technical analysis is just the study of the charts and how the charts are moving, which can give you a good prediction of how they're going to move in the future. So we use something called Japanese candlesticks. Japanese candlesticks is a 300 year old charting method and the charts just move in certain move in certain patterns and most of the trading by these bond investors is automated so they'll have certain sell you know they'll have stop losses and they'll have certain buys and sells at certain levels when it hits and you can read the charts and know what's very likely for the investor sentiment and the emotions of the investor that hey when we hit this level go ahead and, and take our profit off the table and sell. Well, we'll predict some of those things because it can be, it can be a very high likelihood of rates going a certain direction using technical analysis. Now gotcha. the, the fundamental analysis is when you're actually looking at the economic indicators that when the jobs report comes out or when inflation comes out or some of the major market movers, and that's tougher to predict because nobody, they don't put that stuff out in advance you have to make some educated guesses of, at where those are going to come out, and you can get blindsided by them. So that's where you you definitely have to be careful. In most cases, it is better to lock as soon as you start your transaction. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and But you really have to deal with a professional loan officer that really understands the market and watches it on a daily basis. And there's, there's several good questions you can ask your loan originator to make sure that they understand the market. Well, that kind of um, went into a little bit of what affects the interest rates for me and kind of clears up what floating my rate really means, unless you have some more to add to that, because those were two of my questions I had. Well, uh, no, I don't necessarily have anything else to add to that, except just you, you can ask, if you're starting to do a mortgage with somebody, mm-hmm. ask them the question, what's the next economic indicator that's going to affect interest rate movement? Mm-hmm. And you're only asking that question to ping them to see, do they even watch the market? True. Most loan officers don't. Most loan officers right. don't really truly understand the market. They're not. Um, you know, they're not really economists, and mm-hmm. they just don't study it. They're right. not interested in it. Well, that's interesting. Um, so let's go down to I had on my list to ask um, if 
if I decide to risk and wait to lock, how will it save me money from the cost? Um, so the way it can save money. you money is if you get closer to closing, then the interest rates may get a little better Okay. just because you're closer to closing. And also the market can improve and rates may go down. One of the other places okay. some people may may wait is let's say their credit score is you know at a certain level where they're just missing a threshold that's going to get them a little better rate, mm, and they're making a couple score. changes. Yeah, they're making a change to their their credit, and they think their scores are going to improve. Well, they may want to wait to lock in the rate. Uh, I c- okay, until that makes that happens. sense. Gotcha. So those are some things that can affect it. Um, we get the question a lot that is there any way ever to get a lower interest rate if rates go down after you lock. As a general statement, I'm going to say no, but in practical terms, there are those possibilities that when if rates go down dramatically during the mm-hmm. process, can you go back and renegotiate? There are some renegotiations. They, do, they typically don't pass along the full market drop, um, Okay, but some of the savings can get passed along. Okay. And, you know, and it just depends on the amount of control that the company you're dealing with has. So if you're in a position, you want to make sure you're dealing with a professional reach out to me. I'd be, I'd be honored to be able to do your mortgage. You can call me or you can text me at 314-472-DUG. That's 314-472-DUG, D-O-U-G, which is 3684. Or visit our website, smartwithyourmoney.com and fill out the contact form on there and, and let me know what it is you're looking to do. If you're looking to purchase a home or if you're looking to refinance, um, shoot me a message on there. So coming up, coming up, Have you ever had a setback in your life that you have a hard time recovering from? Well, Tammy and I will share techniques we've used to change our belief system for overcoming adversity and crisis management. You'll listen to Doug Haldeman Show on FM News Talk 97.1.